एंड वेलकम टू आर जीरो डाउन पॉडकास्ट मैनेज बाई द इकोनॉमिक सोसाइटी ऑफ मिरांडा हाउस इन दिस एपिसोड वी विल बी टॉकिंग अबाउट द लंप ऑफ लेबर फैलिसी इट्स ओरिजिन एंड अदर पब्लिक पॉलिसीज रिलेटेड टू इट सो लेट इज बिगिन विद आर डिस्कशन बाय डिफाइनिंग द फैलिसी द टर्म लंप ऑफ लेबर वॉज कॉइंड बाई डेविड फेडरिक्स लॉस इन एटीन नाइनटी वन workers made a sort of faulty assumption that no one will be able to get a job without taking one from someone else because there's a fixed amount of work in the economy so this fallacy was based on the zero sum mindset which essentially means that i can get a job only when someone else loses it or uh, a plus has to be met with a minus so the idea is that gains of one person in the form of getting a job would get translated into losses for someone else in the form of losing a job all of this boils down to the fact that people believe that jobs cannot be generated but only redistributed so people basically thought that the upper limit of total jobs will fall as time passes and this could be due to technological progress or globalization so this belief is old it dates back to the luddite movements when mechanical weaving looms were smashed in europe in the 19th century due to the fear of technological unemployment so people believed that the technology or the, or the new machinery is going to displace them and that is why they grew averse to it it's actually sad how this fallacy makes people averse to policies that might actually be good for them for starters people may be against automation as well for the same reason in 1817 machines were being smashed because it was feared that they destroyed jobs and economists debated whether mechanization was a good thing some are even calling for a universal basic income provided by the government for everyone under the assumption that work will become scarce in 2014 deloitte and two oxford academics b fray and m oshborn argued that about 1/3 of the uk jobs were threatened by automation over the next 20 years particularly work in office and administrative support sales and transport and those with wages less than euro 30000 were five times more likely to be automated than those with earnings more than euro 100000 but we also know that automation does improve productivity higher productivity translates into lower prices and hence higher consumption and output warnings about the so called end of work tend to focus on the disruptiveness of the new technology itself and not new productivity brought on by it even fear for ai is fueled by this fallacy by 2030 ai will lead to an estimated dollar 15.7 trillion or 26% increase in global gdp this figure is based on pwc's global artificial intelligence study to put this figure in context it's greater than both china and india's current combined gdp Increased productivity will contribute to approximately 40% of this increase while consumption will drive another 60% of GDP growth. So, why is this? If automation will leave no jobs and replace humans as we are supposed to believe, how are economies benefiting from it? Tim Wallstall points out, human beings have unlimited needs and desires. while resources including human labor are limited this implies that if you automate the jobs that are involved in fulfilling our current needs and desires then we'll quickly decide that we want something else and that of course will mean that labor will shift into producing whatever becomes the next flavor of the moment 
वी आर ऑलरेडी फेमिलियर विद दिस ऑटोमेशन एनजाइटी करंट एविडेंस इंडिकेट्स दैट वाइल इन द शॉर्ट रन टेक्नोलॉजी ऑफ्टन डज डिसप्लेस जॉब्स इट ऑल्सो क्रिएट्स मैनी न्यू जॉब्स इन द लॉन्ग रन न्यू टेक्नोलॉजी कैन क्रिएट जॉब्स इन मैनी वेज देर आर द डायरेक्ट जॉब्स फॉर पीपल हु डिजाइन एंड मेंटेन द टेक्नोलॉजी एंड समटाइम्स होल न्यू इंडस्ट्रीज आर बिल्ट ऑन दिस टेक्नोलॉजी बट द पार्ट दैट इज ऑफ्टन ओवरलुक्ड इज द इनडायरेक्ट इफेक्ट ऑफ लेबर सेविंग इन्वेंशंस वाइल कंपनीज कैन डू मोर विद लेस दे कैन एक्सपैंड दैट इज एड न्यू प्रोडक्ट्स और ओपन न्यू लोकेशंस एंड लोअर प्राइसिस टू कम्पीट एंड वेन गुड्स एंड सर्विसेज आर चीपर कंज्यूमर्स कैन अफोर्ड टू बाय मोर ऑफ देयर प्रोडक्ट और यूज देयर सेविंग्स टू स्पेंड ऑन अदर थिंग्स ATMs are an example of this in practice. When ATM machines were introduced in the 1980s, it was thought that bank tellers would quickly stop existing. Over time, each bank branch did end up employing fewer tellers. However, ATMs made it cheaper to operate bank branches, which caused more bank branches to open. This unexpectedly led to more bank teller jobs overall. Similarly, When spreadsheet softwares were introduced it displaced around 2 million bookkeepers however it also created millions of new jobs in the form of accounts auditors and financial analysts so the key argument here is that automation does displace workers we are not denying that but only those workers whose jobs and tasks are highly automatable it does not affect the total number of jobs in the economy because of its offsetting effects because of automation our standard of living has improved over time and workers are always required like we said as long as there are unmet needs there will be a job so ai is automating many repetitive tasks like data entry and sometimes even dangerous tasks like assembly line manufacturing also it's the nature of the job that changes and this basically allows workers to focus on higher value tasks and tasks which require interpersonal interactions Due to automations workers will have the time to be creative strategic and entrepreneurial. So what we're trying to say is that the need for overall human work would always be there. But we can't really ignore the fact that automation has the potential to be the key disruptive force in the near future. Even cognitive work can be substituted by automation. In an article titled where machines could replace humans and where they can't yet, McKenzie says robots may not be cleaning your teeth or teaching your children quite yet. but that doesn't mean they won't in the future but economic history shows that automation not only substitutes human labor it complements it as well in the future of jobs report 2020 the world economic forum estimates that even though ai will displace 85 million jobs it will create 97 million new jobs across 26 countries by 2025 so there is no empirical support for the notion that automation is accelerating exponentially and will lead to a jobless future the narrative that automation creates joblessness is inconsistent with the fact that we have had substantial and ongoing automation for decades now right but we did not have continuously rising unemployment so breaking machines and opposing automation isn't a good idea but at the same time we shouldn't let our guard down and try to make the most of the complementary nature of automation Now let's move on to immigration. People who believe in the lump of labor fallacy are against immigration as well. Well, that's not surprising. So this fallacy promotes the belief that since the total jobs in the economy are fixed, any additional labor that comes into the picture would basically disturb the status quo and the native employed or employable workforce will become jobless. 
it's like everyone is fighting for a pie the size of which is fixed immigration may also mean lower wages since larger number of workers are available or they are around there's an ease of substitution so what's better than you know knocking out the extra contenders out of the picture go anti immigration right no wrong what these people fail to look at is that new workers create more demand and how is that when they get a job they spend their wages on goods and services which creates additional demand and therefore further creates additional jobs in the economy but if everything is as rosy as it sounds then what's the problem the problem is that those who are unemployed start feeling that they have missed out on a job opportunity just because the vacancies went to the immigrants what they don't understand is that immigration is not the cause of unemployment unemployment is the result of cyclical factors like a recession or maybe lack of relevant skills we're not ruling out the possibility that the immigrants might actually have a better skill set than the native workers and thus the employers might prefer the skilled immigrants over the native workers and consequently the native workers might find it very difficult to find a job but in such a scenario it would be totally wrong to pin the blame on the immigrants right the problem here is the lack of education and training like we mentioned earlier immigrants also enter as consumers and thus lead to a rise in job opportunities again none of the studies find evidence that immigrants crowd out natives so anti immigration is a sort of a political tactic where politicians try to pit the natives against the immigrants by creating the fear of unemployment in them so the natives end up becoming hostile to the immigrants because they start believing that the size of the pie cannot be increased but we know that the concept of lump of labor is just a fallacy and the size of the pie can be increased and so can the benefits this fallacy further promotes protectionism and we all know what protectionism means it's basically a set of government policies that restrict international trade in order to safeguard domestic industries and workers and of course to improve domestic economy even though adam smith and david ricardo explained 2 centuries ago about how differences between countries give rise to trade and gains from trade and how free trade is beneficial for all protectionism still continues to capture people's imagination particularly that of politicians Well, let us not forget about Donald Trump even if he is in the office for less than 2 months. If the public no longer believes that the economy can create new jobs, it will definitely demand that we protect old jobs from new competitors. Economists often discuss why limiting exports from developing countries would be a bad idea for the developed world. Say, for example, why keeping the markets open to new producers is in America's interest, both economically and diplomatically. But theoretical arguments for free trade trade will count for little if the real-world experience of jobs lost to Chinese competition can't be offset by a credible promise that new jobs will be created to replace them. It also encourages ageism, that is, denying employment opportunities to aged people. take for example the pushing back of retirement age while this might make sense to experts who always worry about the sustainability of public pension schemes and public debt arising from demographic change those who believe that working longer takes jobs away from younger generations will certainly have the opposite perspective so what we conclude is that basically this fallacious argument the lump of labor distracts people from the actual problem rather than pressurizing our politicians for job creation we end up getting entangled in a sort of blame game so this fallacy manifests that 
workers resort to the more easy option of blaming immigrants, the older generation or the new technology for displacing them. We should not look at automation or immigration as a source of threat. We know that they are good for the economy. Similarly, we can't just close our economy because even protectionism invites trouble. And this could be in the form of higher prices or lack of specialization. Growth can be painful. But rather than resisting it, we should try and make any such transition easy. And how can we do that? We should focus on education and other policies that facilitate reskilling and upskilling. On this note, we'd end with a quote by Paul Samuelson in his textbook Economics, he said, It is more correct to say that an economy can adjust to create jobs for the willing workers. In the long run, as prices and wages adjust to changes in technology and tastes, to supplies and demands, jobs will definitely come to workers or workers will move to jobs. Thank you.